0: Welcome to the Cold World Podcast. What is going on with people? Hope everybody been good. Um, I got a few friends in that Houston area, so definitely wanted to check in on them and, and hope that they were doing well. Um, that tragedy is 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 growing. Folks are losing their lives. Folks are losing everything they own. So my prayers and thoughts. Uh, And my money goes out to those folks There are a ton of ways that you can donate I know some folks feel some type of way about Red Cross or whatever But there are a bunch of different ways Uh, I would urge you to pull out your smartphone and put in ways to support Houston And a lot of things will come up So um, crowdsource that stuff on social media But do something because people are suffering But yeah, so It's been a minute. Um, There are some updates, some good updates. And uh, I want to make sure that I share those updates. What's up, Ryan? What's up, Ben? My friend Ben is on the live feed. He has an amazing sports podcast that folks should check out. Ben, you should drop that down in the the Facebook uh, spot so people can see it and I can push it for you. Um, So one of the big updates is this is still the Cold World Podcast today. But at some point, it is going to change into the Energy Converters podcast. I'm spending ample time um, building that brand. I've been building that brand for a long time. I now have a logo. Uh, I now have the fellowship for students about to pop off in about a month. You've probably seen the videos for that. Um, and I'm really, really, really excited about that. I am extremely excited about that. And let me tell you why. The... Let me tell you what Energy Converters just stands for off top. All right. Energy Converters is a platform that I built for oppressed people to be able to lift their voice in a bunch of different ways. So I've been speaking for a while. I've been writing for a while. And I've always had the Energy Converters moniker and tag with me for the last few years. The platform that I'm building. The fellowship, rather, is for high school students starting in Oakland. Right now it's just Oakland, but hopefully I'll be able to spread out to Chicago and Kentucky. Those are places that I grew up and then nationally. But I want high school students that got something to say that come from um, oppressed backgrounds. I want black kids, brown kids. I want kids of color that grew up similar to how I did. I want us to be listening to young folks that have figured out ways to survive and thrive in this ecosystem when the, when the chips were stacked against them, because I think people need to be listening to them. And what I tell my students is that listen, I'm not your teacher. You are not my student. I'm I'm I am building partners in this work. I'm building people to go to war and to go to battle with me in this work. And what I mean by that is I'm not about to baby anybody. We are building something together. I work on build on my platform and I'm helping them work to build on their platform. Each of the young people will get a stipend. Each of the young people are getting iPads and materials so they can crank out content. Like you will be seeing content come from these young folks. So where I might talk about or tweet about or publish about black folks struggling in school, somebody else might write or do a video about something that's near and dear to them. As far as education is concerned, or as far as, um, You know, improving their community is concerned. They're going to talk about whatever they want to talk about, but I'm going to help them and teach them how to really, like, do research on the thing that they care about and to lift their voice. And then what they want to do is bring together hundreds of young people and have, like, a TED Talks-type thing hosted by these young people and bring in people and do coffee chats and stuff. I am so, so excited for these young people. I got a few that I already started. I got a few spots left. You can hit me and find that out. Um, but I am so, so, so excited for these young people. And the young folks that I got right now are so juiced. So I took our logo and they've been hitting me and they've been on me around like, you know, we want some merchandise, man. We want iPhone covers and t-shirts and, and, and hoodies. So I mocked up um, two iPhone covers, a black one and a gray one. I mocked up a t-shirt, a coffee mug. I'm making them a hoodie. And that's something that I'm actually paying for out of my pocket. I'm not taking that out of my grant money um, or my program money. That is something coming out of my pocket because I go speak at all these places. I've been speaking for years. And, uh, you know, you need merch. You need stuff like that. And I think, you know, it's a brand that I've invested in and in a lot of time. in. so at some point there will be hats, T-shirts, and hoodies uh, for sale. And, um, and you will see my young people will have those as well. Um, everybody's gotta pay for it. But my young people, I'm gonna make sure they got what they need. They saw the mock ups today. I hit them on the group chat. Yo, if you could have saw how juiced they were about this merchandise, yo, like I was so proud and I was so, so happy. So that's what's going on with energy converters. And a part of this is like you know, documenting this journey for me as somebody who was an entrepreneur entering a space as a young black man, and like, you know, we've never seen a blueprint. There was there was not really too many blueprints of how to successfully run a company and to build a company from scratch. So, you know, I promise to share with you all the ups, the downs, the trials, the tribulations, my wins, you know, like this morning, I got up at four in the morning and I was just thinking about a whole bunch of stuff. I was thinking about the money I needed to raise. I was thinking about my vision and I was thinking about um, how I feel the vision inside of me, but everybody not going to always feel that vision. And I got a lot of support, yo. I have a ton of support. the people that that looked out for me and like that I work closely with, like they rock with me, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, this is all on me. And it's my job and my responsibility and my duty to make this this company work. And you're going to see me whether I succeed or whether I fail. And I think the first step, if you listening to this and you're thinking about starting your own thing, one is to just start. It's to just do it like having regret is worse than just failing, I promise you. There's so many things... From before that I didn't try and I regret it Like having regret is Worse than failing like I'm Not worried about failing in front Of y'all like I'm not worried about failing in front Of people like you gotta understand like yo Like coming from living in shelters Coming from having to wear other people's clothes Coming from having to stand in soup lines And all that stuff me trying to do Something and failing in front of folks is Not my biggest fear Uh, I'm Not the most social dude anyway You know what I mean and like we gotta start showing black folks, brown folks, poor people that you can depend on you. If if you if nobody else is betting on you, you gotta bet on yourself. And what does betting on yourself look like? So we can laugh at Levar Ball or whatever the case is. But that dude is betting on himself and his family, you know. And I think it took for like Jay Z's album, the 444 album, for people to now start to be like, oh, that's kind of cool. And it's like. Well, I'm glad that that's what worked for you, but it's been folks out here building their own for a a minute and I've written and published over 30 articles and to see something that came from my brand that I put down that people are vibing with or arguing with or whatever, you know, it's crazy. I had a meeting the other day with somebody and they pulled out quotes of mine and I was, they was, and they was telling me these quotes and I was like, that sounds familiar. And it was some stuff I wrote like three years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Without the financial reward or benefits and all that stuff, man, like that by itself, like somebody, something that I created that came from my soul and my heart touching people is is something that, that, that it, it just means a lot to me. So if that means I got to lose in front of folks and I'm fine with that, you know, and I think let's just be real about what that process is, though. Right. And here goes some of the sacrifices, because, you know, to live this type of way, like if you just looked at. My Instagram and saw that I was in the Bahamas Or saw that I was like going to this meeting Or I had on this suit and I was doing this And that stuff looks cool and it is cool stuff Listen I enjoyed the Bahamas I went to the Bahamas solo It was great it was rejuvenating for me And you know my I, I have something planned for my parents around that Because It's just a lot of things I wasn't able to do You know what I'm saying and now that I'm That that things look a certain type of way I want to make sure I take advantage of that But there, there are sacrifices that you got to make so For instance, um, if you know my public persona, I mean, I care about my community. You know what I'm saying? But I make a lot of sacrifices. So it's a lot of people that think I'm a trash friend and I'm going to keep it 100 with you. I kind of am a trash friend. Like if you haven't known me and know that I kind of disappear and kind of go off and do my own thing and go into my tunnels to work because it's just how I got to work. You know what I mean? Like I I, like you would feel some kind of way and i think that folks see a public persona of me and then they get to kind of know me and it's like look man i'm when i say i'm like for real busy like there are times when i'm like there and i can get down with people and i'm and i'm doing what i need to do but there's also a lot of times where i like retreat into myself to do the work that i need to do for me and um you know my brother gives me a hard time but that's like my best friend and that's my homie and he knows who i am but if you don't have if we don't have that type of root kind of set you know what I mean? Like, you might be like, oh, this dude is trash, you know? And I think that, like, I mean, that's a part of, like, you know, people always come around, like, why are you single and stuff? One, let me just be very clear. Like, I'm transparent in my struggles and my hustle and all that stuff and telling you how I did it. But two, let's be let's be very clear. I'm never gonna, like, t- tell my business. <laughs> like, I'm a private person, you know what I mean? Like, I am, like, single, and there's, like, reasons for that. But I mean, the the main reason is there are goals that I want to hit. There are goals that I am obsessed with hitting. You understand? Like, like, and I don't think you understand my obsession with hitting these goals. I, and I think that you would have had to have lived the life that I've lived. Like you would have had to have been born in Chicago and then moved back and forth to Kentucky and, and, and Chicago and, and, and live there until, you know, your grandmother passed away and then took a bus from Kentucky to California and then lived in four shelters after that. And then, you know, ultimately going to like 11 elementary schools or watch both your parents go to jail. You know what I'm saying? Like I visited both my parents in jail. Like I'm not going to visit nobody in jail today. Don't go to jail. Listen, I love you. I don't care who you are. I'm not visiting you. Unless Nelson Mandela comes back and he offers and I get to go visit him, I'm not going to visit you in jail. I'm just, I'm just not going through that process again. That's just not something I want to do. I Or, you know, I went to a lot of funerals early on. I got to a point I said, I'm not going to no more funerals. I'm just, I'm not going. Like, I went, you know, the last one I went was my homie and, um, you know, God bless his soul, man. But it's a lot of funerals that I've missed because I just got to a point where I just couldn't go to no more. And so I think, so you got to understand the makeup of who I am. To like understand how I move and navigate And I'm not saying that the way that I navigate is correct I don't think there's a correct way I think that You know there's no blueprint for the the Space that I'm operating in right now in my life And I'm gonna keep it All the way real with you You know because this is my Podcast family Y'all have been rocking with me uh, Y'all have gotten me over I think we're over 200,000 uh, Independent downloads since we started That's really good stuff with no backing and no support and just doing this in my kitchen, um, you know, but I'm in, I've been in no man's land since I graduated high school and went to college, like, I'm the first person in my family like, go to college, so, you know, I had to navigate that world alone, like, I had to figure out what was the right classes, like, I wasted a lot of money, yo, what's up, Jarell that's my guy, man, Jarrell, hit me up, Jarrell was, when I had, when I was on a radio show, Jarrell was an engineer and he was bomb. And Jarrell, we got to get together, man, because I could definitely use you and your talents, bro. But back to what I was saying. You know, being the first person in my family to, like, go to college and what that meant. Like, people in my family thought I was rich, yo. Like, I was taking them loan checks. And, and, you know, you get, like, a little refund. And it's, like, $900,000. And, you know what I'm saying? And, like, people thought you had bread. And, listen, man, I ain't, it's a lot. I, I got calls from family members that ain't. Put it like this, I ain't spoke to him before that And I ain't spoke to him since then um, But when I was getting them checks, they was calling But, you know, and so I got to this point And I can be honest with y'all I got to this point where You know, a lot of folks from the hood that was in college Was like, I saw my friends like dropping out Like I saw them not making it through And the reason why is because they brought home To school with them So they felt responsible for their parents They felt felt responsible for their siblings They they felt responsible for their friends And I had a moment where I was kind of going through that And I had to make a decision And so I kind of like told people Like look man Like I cut off everybody I was like listen If you're not calling me about something positive right now Or something really 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 like You know tragic I can't do it Unless, Unless you call in to like big up me and like support me I can't I can't. I can't do this, yo. I, I can't be responsible for the emotions of. I'm nineteen. I'm eighteen years old. You know what I'm saying? The relationship that I had at the time. I was. I I went in the high. I went in college. You know, dating a beautiful, amazing girl, woman, and you know what I'm saying. And college changes stuff. You know, and you know, you do a lot of stupid stuff. You know what I'm saying? We did stupid stuff to each other, but, um, you know, she, like, I, I, you know, that ended up ending. And at that point, though, when like at that point was when like like focus just was like, okay, I got to focus. And so I saw people having they was on those that five, six, seven year plan. I was like, nope, I'm finishing in four. And I I had to take remedial classes all freshman year. So what that meant was I had an extra class each semester, each quarter that didn't count, but I still had to pay for it. And if you didn't pass it, they kick you out. And so I ended up taking 20, 22 and 24 units in my first year. And then I had to, cause I had to pay for it on my own. I took out the loans. I had work study at the library. Listen, let me give you some free game right now. If you are a college student, you gotta do work study, do a job where you can study while you're doing the job. So I did a work study. And um, at the library and while I was in work study, you feel me, like I would do the research because professors would give you a list because they needed to do research for their classes or whatever they was working on. I would knock that out. I learned how to do research real quick. I would get their articles copied and all that stuff. And then I would study and I would read. And then I also took I was working down there full time at this place called Shoe Plus at Bayfair Mall. This is before they redid Bayfair Mall. Little hood shoe spot. I love that job, man. I took that job because I like kicks and I wanted some J's. And then I started working all them hours. And then I was like, I don't want to give all my money to Jordan. I may have bought like one pair of Jordans after that. Then no, the novelty wore off of me. I still respect Jordan culture. Got a few J's in the closet, but so let me. So let's just recap on what college was for me. Okay, Mm twenty-two units work study at least 3 three times a week when they would if more if they would let me and working like 25 hours at the shoe store. I lived on campus the first year. Check it out. My parents like we are new to the financial aid game. So, you know, with black parents man, that's new. It's it's rough for them to give all their information to the government. They don't know what's going to happen. So, check it out. I was getting stuff back late from my parents Who didn't really understand the ramifications Of what that meant And my pops had a job at the time And he was cleaning up um, um, Like when trains spilled over Like hazardous waste and stuff like that I didn't know trains flipped over that often To keep it 100 with you But anyway there was like this bad crash In Central Valley Homie went down and like you know got some overtime Changed my bracket I, I, So not only was I late with, with getting them the stuff I got audited I got audited every year by financial aid And And now it says that my Pops makes more money Which I wasn't getting none of their money So I lost all my financial aid That summer And had to take out more loans so I can come back to school um, That next fall Son, when I tell you I was like Look, I knew this college thing was too good to be true <laughs> I gotta go home and get a job But I worked it out and I, I went back home. I lost my spot on campus. And I was commuting from Stockton to uh, to Hayward every day, commuting and working. So I would leave the crib at like 5.30 in the morning, get out there, you feel me, do my classes, go, go do my work study, then go to work. And I would drive back home at like 11.30, 12 at night. I did that for over a year. And then got to thank my homie, Jeff Corbin, I'll probably shouldn't use his last name, but, um, listen, man, me and Jeff don't kick it a lot and all that stuff, but it's as, as long as I'm alive, you know, outside of my brother Will, yo, my boy Jeff always got a space cause he saw that craziness and we went to Hayward together and he was like, nah, man, just like he had a spot in West Oakland, his mom, his mom and him let me stay there, man, and gave me that couch. Like that's the only reason I graduated from college. The only reason, because I know, I know if I would have had to go down, back down to a JUCO, that I probably wouldn't have finished. Like, if I had to start over, because I already didn't think it was going to happen, like, I probably wouldn't have finished. Like, I'm working on a doctorate right now, right? Like, I have uh, I have a few master's degrees. I got my BA, finishing up a doctorate. None of that stuff is possible without that dude and his mom being like, you can stay here, because you that commute is crazy. And so... And I was a, I was a trash, like, you know, like I was young and stuff, man, but like I was a trash friend at that time, you know what I'm saying? But like, you know, I think God puts some people in your life, but I'm just, the reason why I'm saying this is because I wasn't like some super smart kid with hella straight A's and just killing it and all that stuff, man. I worked, I struggled, and I sacrificed. It's not about how smart you are. It ain't even about how you show up every single time. It's about when you get knocked down, how are you going to come back? So I'm saying that because and from where I come from, people don't think that like you can accomplish this type of stuff, man. And you can. It's just about being persistent like college. Listen, I got told you I got a bunch of degrees. I'm I'm not I'm and I'm not putting myself down. Like I'm a confident dude. If you know me like people be like that dude's cocky and arrogant and mm, whatever. I don't really care about what you think. But, you know, confidence is not something that I lack. But I'm, I'm saying that I am not. Like, just super smart It's just that I know how to stick in the game, man I know how to take those punches And keep moving forward So fast forward to now I built energy converters I wrote out the treatment for energy converters Three years ago Um, It was after I had another business venture And I wish he was here I gotta get him on My boy Mylon One of my best friends, man I love this dude Um, He's just a good dude and we went in a business together with another partner and we had Mac management. I love Mac, man. It, it was, it was basically, um, we were offering services to like athletes and entertainers. Um, so they can just focus on creating and we would handle all the backend stuff. So we would, you know, if they, if they were doing concerts, we would like make sure the talent was straight, make sure the venue was set up, make sure the money was coming in, all that good stuff. If there was an athlete. It was like, yo, you need to make sure your money is straight. You need to make sure your family's straight. And let's draw this line so people don't take advantage of you. And, like, we just ha- basically help manage your life. So, you know, we had a strong vision. Um, I think that we made some concessions early on that we probably didn't, you know, really want to make. And, um, but we grind it, man. We grind it. And, you know, we eventually lost one of our partners. And Molly and I was trying to hold on. I put my last bit of money in this company my last bit yo let me tell you just when i say my last bit just so you understand because i'm gonna keep it all the way 100 with you as you know this is leading up to where we are um with mac with 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 energy converters i put my last bit of money into that into that that company we go and we're setting up for a concert that folks are paying out of cash to like to prop up these artists. So you have to pay up. We paid the artists first, you know what I'm saying? Make sure their money was off to the side. And then, you know, we build up to the event and we get people out and all that stuff. Right. And we get our money on the back end. The people, the, 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 the folks, the money people that put up get the biggest return. Uh, and we get like a nominal fee um, based off how things go or whatever the case is. Right. So this, is how broke we was in the middle of this. We go. We getting ready to go to the venue. We carpool. I think I'm I think I'm driving. We both hungry, son. When I say between us, we only had enough money for one slice of pizza, and we split that slice of pizza. Like, I'm not like 17 or 18 years old. Like, I'm like in my 20s. Um, but I believed in being able to be my own boss. Like, I always had another job. I'm going to always have a job and make sure my money is straight. But it's something about that freedom piece. And that was a good time and a dark time. And that company went under. And, um, you know, you learn, I learned a lot from it. I met a lot of dope people from it. I learned a lot of lessons because it was just some stuff we just wasn't good at. But it was some stuff that we was. And um, it, I didn't have no more money left. And on, on, so at that time, I got a cousin, comes out of jail. You know what I'm saying, and uh, this is a little bit. Bef- this is a little bit before, but this put me in this position. Tried to help out my cousin. I let him use my car, and I had a motorcycle at the time. Do you? When I tell you, and I buried this dude's mama, yo. Like I buried my aunt. This is um. This is one of the last funerals that I actually went to. I went to uh, my to 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 her funeral, and then my boy's funeral, and I didn't go to no more funerals. So he gets out of jail. My uncle from chicago who was like my dad i love this dude my uncle skipper that's like my like even when me and my dad wasn't tight skipper was like sending me packages while i was in college like yeah if, if you ain't never had a family member in jail you don't know about the jailhouse packages okay so when somebody go to jail it's certain things you could send them like fruit snacks and like candies and stuff like that so you know a lot of men in my family have been in jail So my uncle, God bless him, he sent me the jail package to college. Listen, I love that package, yo. Those Welch's um, fruit snacks while I was studying. Because I ain't had no money. I was broke. We would go steal toilet paper from, like, the student center. Like, you just go to the bathroom and, like, then they start putting locks on it. They thought that was going to stop us. You just wrap all of the toilet paper around your hand. You get you, like... To uh <laughs> get you like two rows and you know that was my contribution as the roommate so anyway um so that uncle calls me and he's like yo your cousin is out you know i know you're trying to do well he just needs some help so i let him i had a, i had a commuter car i let him borrow my car and he wanted to borrow my bike because like wrecks my bike he totals my bike which some people were happy about because a lot of people didn't want me having that motorcycle. I was a little, I was a fool on that bike, but whatever. He totals my bike, and then um, he had my truck, and he like steals my truck, yo. We find my truck. My truck is stripped. My, st- I had a, I had a stereo system in it. Um, I had these custom mats. You know what I'm saying? Like he is. Um, I mean that we, me and my cousin had real beef, like real real beef um and so when you top that with all the expenses that i now have from this motorcycle and from my truck then with my failed business that took the last of my money i was dead ass broke i was dead broke and and as somebody who's lived in shelters before somebody who has pride like i never told my parents what was going on because they didn't have no money to help me and i knew they would have tried to figure something out um i never talked about it only person that knew only people that knew was like um my business partner Milan and I think that's it. Maybe, maybe my brother Will knew. I don't know. But that was it. I sucked it up, filed for bankruptcy, took those losses and started and built all over again from scratch. And people say college is not you don't need college is useless. Listen, me having that degree, me having those degrees and doing grad school and stuff, like I never had to struggle to find a job. And, and I'm not saying, you know, that that was just a blessing for me. Like I was able to bounce back that way. But that was the investment that I made with school is that I'm gonna be able to get my foot in the door somewhere. Even if I got to start at the floor, I can get in and work my way up because I know that I can outwork the people around me. I told you I learned early on that you in this forest, you don't have to beat the bear. You just got to beat the people around the bear. Cause he will eat them first. And I know that sounds so bad, man, but I see people that just don't have it. You can look in their eyes and look in their heart and they just not going to put in the type of work that you're willing to put in. And life is life is life. So I filed for bankruptcy, you know, but I, I kept working, you know, kept growing, kept grinding, kept getting my education stuff in order. You know what I'm saying? So years later, I'm, I'm back. I'm good. You know, saved up some money, you know, because money comes and it goes. Uh, you know, being homeless teaches you how to like deal with stuff like that, right? You learn that stuff early on. I wrote up the treatment for what I wanted energy converters to be. You know what I'm saying? And I shopped it and nobody was banging with it. Like nobody nobody was feeling it, right? So it was like, all right, cool. Took another job and then it was like, you know what, just start writing. I just started writing started writing, started publishing. Then I found out that I was good at public speaking and people started to book me and like pay for me to go speak. And then things start to like catch and, and blow and stuff like that, man. And then I got another opportunity and then folks wanted to invest in me. And those folks ended up investing in energy converters that I wrote out three years prior to that. So I'm saying all that to say, is like, if all you see now is trips to Paris, and trips to London, and trips to the Bahamas, or you know, me talking about grindness, and, and me going to having fun at this place, or me eating out here, or all that stuff, like, you gotta understand where, that, where I came from for that space, and I don't get mad, I do get mad about a lot of stuff, but one of the things I get mad about, and like, if you want to like, really get me to a point where I will fight you, like, we'll have like, Almost a physical fight Is calling me lucky You know what I'm saying Like You know You know Folks It takes a long time To be an overnight success It takes a long time You know what I'm saying Like The story I just told you I'm 34 years old The story I just told you Started when I was 18 Yo Like I've been writing And publishing stuff Since I was early 20s Like I've been finding that voice And stumbling through that stuff Since I was early 20s I stumbled through My master's degree Had a bunch of papers rejected, had a bunch of like, you know, places where I just wasn't cutting it and had to like stay up and like really eat that, man. And really get told that your work is trash over and over. You know what I'm saying? And like, but that's, that's what that struggle is. Like, that's, that's what it's about, man. If you can't embrace the journey, yo, like it's going to be real, real difficult because success is fleeting. Like I've had some big wins in the last five years. And in that moment. Like you have it, and then it's gone. But while you in the process, man, you are in it. Like so, when I woke up this morning at like four in the morning, thinking about my vision and thinking about my company and thinking about what I wanted it to be and what does failure look like and what does success look like. You know what I'm saying? I had to like take a sit back and take a breath and look at like I'm in a beautiful apartment that I can pay for without thinking about. You know what I'm saying? I have furniture. I have food. I have a, well, I don't have a lot of food in there, but I could have a refrigerator full of food. Um, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm blessed. Like when this, when this, when this Houston stuff happened, like I'm, I'm able to send money over and it not kill me. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like to not have to live check to check the way I grew up, yo, like I'm in a different place. So me worrying about that stuff or worrying about this pitch not going well or worrying about, you know, not getting this funder or not get like I've been there. Like when you lived at the bottom. You are not as afraid to take a punch or have to take a knee, you know what I'm saying, when you used to what the canvas feel like, you feel me? Like I say this all the time when I go talk to young folks. Son, I know I know what the shelter smells like today. Like, I remember it, and I'm never going back to that. I Don't ask me what I'm willing to do to make sure I never go back to that, but I promise you, on God, I am never going back to that. It, it's just, it, there has to be some things in your life that you would be ready to be in a box for before you kind of go back to that thing. I got mine. I, I'm just not ever going back to that. So let me tell you about the things I'm never doing again. Um, I try not to have to go to funerals, you know. So I, I, it's a few important funerals that I've missed. I'm definitely not visiting nobody in jail. Um, I've had combos with my mama and my daddy, both behind them walls and that glass, and picking up that phone. It just ain't something I want to do. It just it just ain't, and I'm never going back to like have to live in the shelter now. I visit, this is the thing. This is this is how God works. One of the when I started my career as a social worker, which I did for five years, and when I went and became a director at Teach for America, which I did for two more years, they both were in the same building. That building is directly kitty corner to the Henry Robinson uh, center. It's one of the shelters that I lived in. Like I saw that place every day for seven years after that. Like, I don't need to... Like, I remember. You know what I'm saying? Like, I remember because it's right in front of me. Like, I go see that place now. I hate that place. I have not stepped back in that place. Um, I mean, I love that place for what it was and what it allowed, you know. But that I don't need a lot of motivation. Like, you know how Michael Jordan, like, people be like, oh, Michael Jordan was mad somebody didn't give him a piece of gum. Like, some people can just become motivated by anything and have like this despair this AI. I'm one of those people. I'm not a nice person. If we in competition, I'm trying to crush you. Like I'm really really trying to crush you and not on some like personal stuff. I just it's just how I came up, man, and I just feel like you not going to outwork me. I just I just I just I just feel like it. You know, I'm not saying I've never been outworked before. But I came back the next day. And so, but that's the story, man. So you, so it took for, you know, growing up homeless. My grandmama taking care of me until she died. Both my parents going to jail. Uh, my brother being the inspiration to me that he's been. Uh, my friend Jeff and his mom letting me sleep on a couch so I can graduate from college because it wouldn't have happened. Um, starting a business with my friend. Uh, shit, being single for like, Almost a decade, um, you know, not overcommitting to anything, so I can like really stay focused and and, and do these things that I want to do. Not spending a lot of money, saving a lot of money. Um, it took for um, starting the company and then watching that company fail. You know, potentially losing like friends through the through, through the creation and, and and the death of that company, going bankrupt. Losing a cousin whose mom that I buried, who we still kind of beefing. It's like real beef. You know what I'm saying? And like starting over from scratch and being humbled every single day to get to this spot. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed myself in the Bahamas a few weeks ago. And I ain't got a lot of money, but with a little bit of money I got saved up, I'm, I'm buying my family some time out there every year is just in our family so like i came by my mama a house right this moment but my mama who ain't never been out the country will have a place in the bahamas to go every summer for the rest of her life that she ain't paying for and so you know what i'm saying like that so so when we so when i talk about energy converters When I talk about energy converters, when I put be an energy converter at the bottom of my post, when I put do work at the bottom of my post, this is what I'm talking about. I am talking about all the things that has happened in life. I'm talking about all the neck, the things that, are, that can be perceived as negative that some people will curl up in a ball and use as an excuse to be a trash human being, to not do the stuff that they need to do, to not take care of their business, to make, make a bunch of kids and not take care of them. I'm talking about, when I say energy converter, I am talking about taking all the stuff that has ever happened to you and using it as fuel so you can put something positive into the world. So whether it's, whether I get... 50,000 people listening to a podcast or I get five. It don't matter to me because I'm not doing it for that. I do it for me. And there's somebody somewhere. There's some kid that's just like me that was looking for that motivation and didn't see his self reflected in people and what traditional success looks like. Now there's a face to it because I don't think I'm that successful. But there's a kid. I talk to them all the time and I talk to their moms. And now, you know, they put their hopes, from what they see in me, they now got a new, renewed energy for their kids. Or those kids get to see, oh, man, maybe all suits ain't trash. You know what I'm saying? Maybe all suits ain't boxy. Maybe these suits ain't for white people because I thought suits was for white people. When I was a kid, I didn't ever want to wear a suit because I thought suits was for white people. And then when I found there was a black man that took me in and, 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 Made me get my measurements and put a suit on me that fit. And then told me to stand up straight. And I got to see myself in that suit, you know what I'm saying, for like the first time. And it changed me because I had never seen us like that. I I hadn't seen black men in suits. I, I saw my daddy in orange. I saw my dad in the clink. You know what I'm saying? And then the other thing that I can't leave out, you feel me, why... I took whatever little money I got and got this this thing for my parents in the Bahamas that they will have for the rest of their life that they can invite whoever they want to there. My parents don't have to pay for none of that stuff. I'm going to take care of it. I don't make that much money but they're going to be straight. You know why? Because I had two crackhead ass parents that cleaned themselves up and I watched them clean themselves up. I went I was 11 years old going to NA meetings with my mama. 11 And I wouldn't change it for nothing in the world because I got to see other people and I got to see what drugs did to people. And I got to see a great equalizer in like, oh, snap. There's a white dude that was a doctor that started smoking crack and then did heroin and lost everything. And he's telling this this story to a group full of people that he don't know. He don't know me. I just came from playing basketball at my elementary school. And I watched my mom you know, Go through those programs And I watched her get her chips And I ain't never been more proud Of anybody in my life So yeah I bought her that spot in the Bahamas And I'm gonna buy her another house I'm gonna buy her a house out here Before I get a house Before I do whatever I'm gonna make that happen And then I watched my dad Who's a street dude Who loves Chicago Who was not a California dude at all I watched him leave The place that he grew up and loved I know how I love Oakland I've been in Oakland since I was 11 That's how that dude loves Chicago And he had the foresight to be like You know what, my kids are not built for this Chicago life They are, it's just not You know what I'm saying So I'ma move them out to California You know what I'm saying He still struggled with his stuff And when my mama, God bless her Was like, yo I'm clean now if you're trying to come back in this house, you can't do that stuff no more. And to watch my dad just stop using drugs for my mama. I've never seen a man love a woman the way that my dad loves my mom. And they went through a lot of stuff. It was a ugly My parents are so cute now. They are they are they are cute, adorable people that want me to get married and have kids and all that stuff and whatever. But you know, minister Cole and and, and Mrs. Cole, like, they are Beautiful, they, you know Young looking, they working out together They just graduated from college together It's a beautiful thing Beauty can truly be built Out of the ugliest Depths of human Nature You know how I know? Because I saw it (laughs) Like, I saw it You know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's my parents' testimony to give And I'm not going to tell a business Because I don't need to do that But it took a lot of work for them to get to where they are now from where they were. You feel me? So I, I think that when we look at what's possible, like, I'm not just putting that being energy converter thing Because it's cool I'm not just saying do work because it's cool I am saying that I have seen What hard work can do When you focus and you set a goal And you make sacrifices and you say I don't want to live a certain type of way Like I've seen it So whatever happens with this fellowship Whatever happens with energy converters Whether I win, I lose, I Make it big or nothing ever comes from it Let me tell you what I really want I want to have a certain level of success um, You know Where the thing is rocking on its own And things are happening And I can shut down I think most of all my social medias I use social media to fort My mission and the vision That God put on my heart I would love to just have my brand Social media stuff out there And then disappear I don't go out you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't. I I, I I much prefer to have dinner at my own house. Um, I don't like going to clubs or to the bar or dinner. I'll go. I like going when it m- makes sense. Like if I'm going for a reason, it's like a deal there, or or I'm like having a network or something like that. That makes it tough if you're trying. If somebody trying to date you, because they'll be like, you don't ever want to go nowhere. You know, I'm sorry. I I I don't. I'm out all the time for work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but I, I I, think that, you know, so if you don't take nothing else from what I'm saying today, take away that you ain't got to be the smartest person in the world. You just got to work hard and have a goal and make sacrifices. And you don't make mistakes. That's all good. I make a mistake every single day. I do something stupid. This is the thing. I done did so much dumb stuff. Like, I do it all the time. And I like, it, it, it'll, I was in, I was in the Bahamas by myself. I was on this boat. It was beautiful. I was in one of the most beautiful places in the world. Let me tell you how anxiety and depression and all that stuff work, because we don't talk about this stuff in our community. Black people do not talk about mental health issues. And I'm gonna just keep it real with you. That's why I got a podcast I can do and say whatever the hell I want to say. I'm in one of the most beautiful places in the world. I'm on this black island with these black people. i mean, fresh seafood every night. I'm going, you know what I'm saying, like it's 80 degrees at night. I'm listening to waves crashing, and I'm in the middle of the ocean. I can see fish, you know what I'm saying, like swimming around. Beautiful, so beautiful, and then every dumb thing that i had ever done in the last 10 years i swear flooded me all at once it just it washed over me like a like a tsunami yo knocked me back knocked me back killed my whole mood my whole vibe and like for that day like i had to like actively struggle to get out of that now i'm not a like my mother Can probably talk more about depression or whatnot. I think everybody deals with depression. I think I I don't. I think I think it's a real. um, I think it's a real thing that everybody thinks that everybody talks about, and I think these stigmas that you know black folks have about. I think that we're starting to break that down a little bit, but it's still not something we really talk about. Like it's not something I just struggle with all the time. I never experienced it like this. I don't know if I felt guilty for being in the Bahamas by myself. I don't know if I felt. that I didn't deserve stuff, I don't, I don't know if I felt like I'd be found out, like, all the little weird idiosyncrasies that I have, everybody would find out about it, and I'd be, you know, they get me off the island or whatever, you know what I'm saying, like, when I came back, um, but it, it, it hit me, and I was alone, and I had to, like, deal with it, right, and so, how you in, like, the most beautiful place on in, like, 85 degree weather, just... Hella sad. Uh, and nothing happened. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nothing happened. And so, but that that that's the type of stuff that we deal with, man. But we don't talk about. You know what I'm saying? And, like, with all these people, all these black people that successful, you see them dying early from overdoses or, like, the sickness that, you know, that they were struggling with kind of took over from them. Or, like, just suicides and stuff. Like, you have to, like... We gotta be willing to talk, man. We gotta be willing to talk to to each other and like when we not feeling a certain type of way, man. Like as somebody who was a social worker, I believe in therapy, yo. I listen, go get the help that you need. Because as somebody who doesn't often struggle with with depression, that was a dark place. And I feel like that was God touching me and just being like, you can be touched anywhere. It don't matter how much money I give you. It don't matter how much success I give you. It don't matter how many people like you. It don't matter how many people think you cute. It don't matter how many people think you smart, a genius, or whatever. If I want to touch you, I'm going to touch you. You know what I'm saying? And I think that, like, you know, I think that's something that's like, that, that people, you know what I'm saying, that we don't talk about. And so what I try to do, I don't stunt, man. I'm not, I'm not into jewels and stuff. I got the same little. Dog tags that I made that With the messaging that I like on there But I try to show young people The good times that I have I try to show them when I'm studying And when I'm working hard The sacrifices Like I gotta show you the whole process Because we don't build the blueprint for people So even as I'm building out this company Even with all these people behind me Even with the money that I got behind me Even with like Some of the people that's here That's rooting me on And cheering me on You know what I'm saying Like there's I still don't have a blueprint Like I'm still In no man's land I'm the only person I know that's done it So like I gotta like Discover how to do this stuff And what I'm trying to do For my community And for my people Is I'm gonna show you Me Naked Doing it I'm gonna show you The mistakes that I make Doing it I'm gonna show you My wins And how they feel Doing it And I'm gonna and be honest With you about that You know what I'm saying So somebody that's watching this that's like 15 years old that might find this a year two years 10 years 20 years from now is going to be able to have some type of record of like look this charles cat wanted to do this thing this is how he did it this is where he failed this is where he won let me use that and be better you know what i'm saying because the roadmap for me was you know, I saw a lot of people around me selling drugs. I saw a lot of people around me using drugs and I just wasn't built that way. And here's the thing. Let me let me let me put the button on it like this and let y'all go. Right. I ain't talk about insecure or none of the stuff I was going to talk about. But whatever. I think we had the conversation we need to have. Let me put the real button on it before I let you go. It ain't that I didn't sell drugs or or or, or let me tell you why I didn't sell drugs. Because I've never been a tough guy. I've never been the neighborhood bully. I only got into a few fights, and then one of those fights, I got hit in the mouth, and I did not like it. I didn't like the way my, my own blood tasted, and I didn't like how big my lips, which are already big, how they got bigger. And I was really little. So street life wasn't for me. That's one. Two, even though he was absent at times, even though he struggled with drugs, even though he was in jail and out of jail in my earliest parts of my childhood, I had a dad that was bigger than me that I knew would get on me if I did something stupid. Listen, I know how people feel about corporal punishment. I know how people say you shouldn't whoop your kids, all that stuff. That is great. If that Negro wasn't there and it was just me and my mama, I would have done the fool. Do you understand? Like I would have done the fool. The few times I nutted up, Man, a hey, two to my chest, cave that in, wheezing for air. Guess what I'm not doing again? That's it. It wasn't that I was just some super good kid. It was those little things. It was it was the fact that my dad was there and I couldn't beat his ass. That's that's it. That That is the sole reason why I was a good kid. And then me and my parents had a, had a, had an agreement of sorts we had because of how I grew up and stuff like that i think they felt you know guilty and, and and you know from junior high on we were it was cool but you know I still felt some kind of way about stuff so it was basically listen you do what you're supposed to do in school you get good grades we don't bother you you get your little girlfriend you got you you get your little privacy we're not fooling with you D- wash some dishes every now and then so I did me they did them and they didn't bother me it was a good setup you know what I'm saying? So th- those, those are things that kind of <laughs> th- that's how you, you get the person that's in front of you now. So at any rate, um, I appreciate you all to have supported this podcast from the beginning. Um, you know, I do want to do it more often. It will be the energy converters podcast at some point. Uh, I will start that rebranding soon. It will keep coming. And, uh, Wish us luck for this fellowship. I'm so excited these 12 to 15 Oakland kids that I am I am I am not just getting students. I want hitters. I want kids that are like me that had smart little mouths that had that was passionate about stuff cuz I'm going to teach them how to write, I'm going to teach them how to build video, I'm going to teach them how to do podcasts. and then y'all going to have to deal with the stuff that they see in their community and what they want fixed. I am about to unleash some beast and I'm going to put a little bit of money in their pocket. They're going to have iPads, they're going to have whatever they need. You know what I'm saying? And that's that's how we're going to rock with that. So whether I win, lose, draw, fail, whatever the case is, I'm blessed. God has blessed me. Um, I ain't perfect. I'm a trash person at a bunch of different times. You know what I'm saying? And I'm honest with myself about that stuff. And we all got stuff that we got to work on. But damn it, i never be homeless again. So with that being said, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Um, if you do want to be on this podcast, I saw somebody post that, hit me up and we'll figure it out. I, I would love to it. Ben, you can definitely come on, uh, Miss Corporate Hustle One. You can come on. I'm with it. And then, uh, my guy, Ben, his podcast, cause it's all love here, man. Um, just a good dude, man. He was, he's just always been a good dude, man. I'm, I'm proud of that guy. We went to high school together. Um, you can find Ben's podcast is BS. The number three sports. And you can find it on Spreaker.com. And that's Spreaker with an R. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R.com slash B as in boy, S as in silly. The number three and then sports. All right. So check him out, man. um And y'all keep, you know, y'all keep following the the the, the, the social media sites and all that good stuff, man. And I'm accessible. You know what I'm saying? Wherever you are. If you're doing something dope, if you turning some energy around and taking a negative and turning into positive, hit me, and we will do a full show just about you. I'm with it because um, that's what this is about, man. So with that being said, man, it's all love. Take care of each other. God bless you, Houston. Uh, I hear they need to brace for another part of this storm where I heard that the storm might be going off and coming back. Um And coming stronger So uh, prayers are up to those people And um, send money And you know With that being said man Y'all have an amazing night Peace